Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whenever you are, welcome to Two Men with a Mic. And how's it going? Uh, it's going all right. What are you doing, sir? Driving over a concrete barrier that I didn't see. <laughs> good for you. Is that outside the Capitol? Uh, no, no, just in the mall parking lot. Uh, okay. And- Apparently, out of the blue, they just, you know, you know, those little uh, concrete things they put a tree in. Yeah, Well, there was no tree in this one. So I didn't realize it was there. So I was going to pull out by driving forward. And then all of a sudden, Jen wasn't happy with me because the car was up on one wheel. (laughs) (laughs) The dog got scared Uh. into her arms. But you, so. you kept a cool head, right? Because you're a veteran from all the car chases you've been in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now now the mall cops over here staring at me like, uh, what's wrong with this guy? Dude. So I'm going to pull right behind this mall cop right here. Just walk and... right up to him and say, hey, Paul Blart. <laughs> get, on your, <laughs> get on your little scooter and do something. What's what was that? Was that the guy's name? It was like Paul Blart Mall Cop or something like that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm just behind him with my brights on, like two inches from his bumper. Be careful. Those mall cops are trigger happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah you never know what to expect you. from a mall cop, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had to go back to Amber's this weekend, take her uh, um, some more prescriptions and some other stuff from from the house that, that she needed. So we're, we're on our back from move-in day trip three. Wow. And now I'm just trying to get out of the mall and I can't. I'm going in circles, so I just follow. I'll just keep following this mall cop and see what he does. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna match him. Itchy turn for trigger turn. finger. <laughs> now he's parking. Should I just park next to him? Yeah, you should, <laughs> dude. Park next to him just to freak him out. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get out of here, and I can't. I literally cannot get. I don't know how to get out of here. Dude, is the bullet mouth in that parking lot? No, I'm in the, I, I'm literally, I'm, I don't know where I am. I'm in some mall in the middle of nowhere on the side of the road, literally. Uh, like halfway but, between your house and Amber's. Yeah, but it's a huge mall and it's got the, you know, the in and out, right? And so in and out can never have a, an easy line. So they're winding through here. So all all roads lead through in and out, right? So I don't want to go to in and out. They so, got some good food there, dude. Yeah. My son loves their french fries. Yeah, I'm not really that much of a fan, honestly. Of in and out. Yeah, it's all right. It's a hamburger. But um, I gather if you look at it, like uh, the science in it, um, in and out for fast food food, is one of the more healthier chains. Like, it's way more healthy to eat a hamburger from In-N-Out Burger than McDonald's kind of thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah supposedly. Um, 
but I've been a vegetarian for a long time, so it kind of doesn't concern me. For me, though, they have, uh, it's part of the secret menu, but I believe you can go there and order um, an unburger. And what that is, is like everything on the hamburger, like the sauce, the pickle, the lettuce, the onion, the cheese, all that stuff, everything except the meat. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, Jen does that. So does Amber. Oh, really? Because they, well, oh, I mean, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. They order it without the bun. It's like, a, what is it called? Oh, that's like lettuce the meat wrap. diet. Lettuce wrap. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you order it without the meat, which is basically a salad between two pieces of bread. Well, it's it, actually, it's basically a cheese sandwich, really, with yeah. with hamburger sauce on it, you know? And they charge you the same price, right? They probably charge you Actually, more. I don't know. I've never gotten one. I, um... Yeah. Uh, the only reason I'm going there all the time now, just someone told me about that, but the only reason I've been going there all the time now is because my son's mom got him fries there. And ever since then, he's been totally crazy about those fries. And um, so I just go there for him. But the other thing they have on the menu that's kind of yummy and vegetarian, um, sort of, well, it's not vegan, but it, I think it's vegetarian, is uh, the animal fries. Did you ever have the animal fries? From In and Out, uh huh. If ben you has, I, oh, okay. I haven't. I don't. I don't. I. I really don't eat it In and Out. I just. You I don't want to wait in a line that long for a. For That's a interesting because down here, wherever I go, there's a huge line too, and you're saying yeah. they're all swamped up there. Oh as well. my god! This this mall is a nightmare. It's only right turns. I'm finally out to the street, but now I'm on a street that's like. You know. I don't know where it goes. Not back to the freeway. This is all your fault, Mike. It's my fault? Yeah, Dude, it's the designers. And like, now this is saying no U-turn. Yet yeah. There's nowhere for the street to go. Because they want to keep you at the mall. Oh, oh, it's U-turn only. Sorry. Oh. I thought it had a red line to it. That's just, you know, the acid weed. <laughs> oh, the acid <laughs> weed kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> The drugs were taking hold. Yes. Look out. Dude, I believe they designed those parking lots to keep you at the mall, though. Like, Yeah, well, they designed them so you have to go by every store in the mall in order to get out. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like a, a hamster or a mouse thing, right? Where, you know, there's only one way out of this habitat. That's how Disneyland is now. It's like... A mall, you have to go through a mall to get into it, and you have to go through a mall to get out of it. Um, it's pretty intense. But so, but did you go look to see if the Bullet Mouth is open yet? Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't open yet. Oh, uh, did they have anything we in the right window? Amber, like, was like, Amber was like, oh, nope, it's still not open. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. For uh, our wonderful audience to fill you in, if we haven't spoken about it before, and I think we have, there in the city that Mitch and I grew up in, there used to be an amazing bar and restaurant called the Bullen Mouth, and it what was cool about it was it was just filled with crazy stuff like there were like race cars and horses hanging from the ceiling, and every inch of the wall was covered in some kind of like strange newspaper clipping or mural or piece of art or or i think there was a whole covered wagon in there hanging from the ceiling <laughs> um and then they closed but we recently discovered that they are actually opening in davis 
near um, the school that Mitch's daughter goes to. After being closed for like 20 or 30 years, they reopened up there. So we're both very anxious to see if it's like like how the old Bull and Mouth was, which was totally unique, or if it's just like a boring place now. We will find out at some we point. Will. We'll, we'll have to do a, a man on the scene, like Bull and Mouth episode when it opens. Yep. Yep, we will. Um, I finally have made it back to the freeway. Oh, good job, dude. Yeah, yeah. How long was that? It's like 10 minutes. What happened with the mall cop? He went in and out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's weird, though. I, I wonder. I guess they're just maybe there aren't that many of them. It feels like they're all over the place. No, they're but, everywhere. But yeah, dude, line. they are popular. Yeah, because there is. Well, they're yeah, not. You know, they're not very expensive. I will say that they're they're like. You know, six, they're still reasonable. They're cheaper than, like, some of the other fast food places. And Are they? Yeah. Yeah, they're not very much. They're, like, seven bucks for the whole meal. Yeah. I think. But, Remember in high school, everybody would get the In-N-Out burger bumper sticker? But then yeah. they, would, they would stick it on their car so that it said, In-N-Out Urge. <laughs> <laughs> High school boys, right? Yeah, what are you going to do with them? I don't know if anybody does that anymore. Probably not. Probably not. Hey, but you made it out of the mall parking lot, dude. I just want to say congratulations again. Thank you. Thank you. Does that mean I don't have to do my next DMV test? That should be your DMV test. Yeah, they make it like, out of the mall parking lot. Yeah, at, at, at like Christmas time, you have to make it out of the mall. Like, like they put you in a mall somewhere that you've never been. And then you have to navigate your way through the mall in a certain amount of time. And, or, or, or you like die. That would be rough <laughs> on, a, on a 16 year old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be rough on a 16 year old oh yeah dude i don't i don't oh, oh i know why that made me think of that did you ever see a movie called battle royale uh, i don't think so it's um a japanese film and then i think there's a sequel although i never saw the sequel but it's just it's totally brutal dude and it's the, the most simple premise ever but it's like okay um, we put all these people on an island with slave collars. And uh, so you guys just all have to kill each other. And there's only going to be one survivor. So just realize nobody's your friend. And the only way you're going to make it out of this is, is, is if you kill everybody. And if you don't kill everybody, we're going to detonate your slave collar and blow your heads off. <laughs> so, yeah, so they just drop them on the island and like, you know, some people start killing each other. Other people are like, I'd rather just have my head blown off. Um, but yeah, if we could add that to the DMV test, I think that'd be good for a 16-year-old. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, because you were talking about like, yeah, if you don't make it out of the mall parking lot, you die. And it just made me think of that movie. Yeah. Well, I was thinking of, uh, I can't think of it, but it was, um, well, they had cars. They made like two or three of them. They were like prisoners, but they had to race cars. Um, oh, death race. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, uh, that is a film that has been mentioned to me a million times. 
over the years that's kind of a cult classic and like had enough interest in it that I know for sure they definitely did a remake fairly recently. But yeah. after all these years, I've never seen it. Oh, I've seen it. I liked it. So what's I mean, the deal? Like, I liked you have... it for, for, for what it was, right? I mean, you know, it's cool. It's action. Well, it's kind of like, you know, it's at the level of Expendables. Okay. Which yeah. I believe you recently saw. I did. Me. Just kind of by accident. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it had some stuff in it. You know, like, we're action movie junkies, so it's like, I'm not sad I saw that. (laughs) So what have you been doing? I haven't got a chance to talk to you. Well, um... I know you... Well, let me just start with this. I know you never called mom. I don't know what's (laughs) been going on, um... Yeah, I need to call your mom. I feel really bad about that. Um, did she mention it to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she said she hadn't talked to you in a while and was wondering how you were doing. Uh, okay, I need to and call I, her. I said, I don't know. It's not my business to get into his stuff. <laughs> I've just been really tired. I mean, and and I've just been really tired and frankly stressed out. And um, so... I just, I haven't been, if I can sleep at night, I seize the opportunity. Um, Yeah, well, that's good. So you are sleeping? Yeah, intermittently. And I'm now seeing that it directly relates to my son. And so basically, the more time I spend with my son, the more time I'm able to sleep when when he's not around. And then the less time I spend with him, um, the less I sleep. There's like a a direct correlation. And, you know, they talk about... um, like parents can feel their kids feelings like there's a psychic connection between parents and kids and so like if a kid gets hurt you know a thousand miles away the mom's gonna know it somehow and uh, I do believe that's true and so I've had a couple ugly nights not being able to sleep and the whole time I can feel my son from a distance and I'm wondering if he's laying in bed too psychically sensing me and being bummed out you know, because we're it's a broken family now. I'm a divorced guy. Um, but basically, when I'm with him, I'm happy. And then when I'm not with him, I'm um, kind of a basket case these days. So, but like, I'm trying to raise this beautiful little boy and deal with a divorce and deal with my ex-wife and all of that stuff. But everything I've told you about the loss of civility in American society... Um, continues to plague me and so you look at me i'm a fat old man you look at my ex-wife she looks half my age and she's sexy and beautiful right off the spot right off the bat like there's a whole slew of evil people who will attack you because you're a white guy with an asian girl and you're too old for her and she's a gold digger isn't she like the same age as you she's actually she's 10 years younger than me but i look i look terrible and she looks great so, um, there, it's like white guy, Asian girl. When well, she's she, not young, man, because you're an old man. So I'm an old, yeah, so she's 44. <laughs> but she looks great because she's Asian and Asian people don't age. And um, so, white guy, Asian girl, girl, that's reason enough for a lowly sinner to attack. Old, 
fat white guy with hot young Asian girl. That's another reason for a lowly sinner to attack. Um, Amerasian couple, Amerasian child. That that's another reason for like a lowly sinner to attack in what's left of American society. And um, so it's just a damn shame because I was about to report nothing but joy over having spent time with my son. But the reality is we don't get through a day doing anything in public without somebody being rude at some point to us, which is um, just really depressing. I mean, to know that about human beings and to know that about our society currently. Um, and uh, so I've had a lot of years of it. It's been better than it has been in the past recently. But um, people are ugly, dude. And they're low. They're just the biggest losers. Um, I've learned now that a person doing something rude actually has nothing to do with me. It, it's to deal with that person having a problem. Yeah, yeah and, that's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, so I look at it now like... True. You yep. can't own it. Yeah, it, it's not me. I mean, you're not, you're, what you're showing is that you have a problem. And what you did was sin. And so what you have now is bad karma. And what I, what's upsetting to me about it is not so much like, I'm going to fight you. It's more like, oh my God, I can't believe there are so many losers in the world. Like, <laughs> that's, I, it, it's funny because, on that same subject so you know we're we're driving through davis right and so it's a school with thousands of students and a lot of bikers and stuff like that so we're driving through kind of the housing area right so so i'm i'm, I'm just i'm not going fast i'm not going to go fast and i look up and there's these two like girl college students in a pickup truck behind me and you can see them in there like literally putting their arms up in the windshield, like, you know, go, what are you doing? And all this stuff like that. And I, I said to uh, Amber and Jan, and, and I was like, you know, it's a good thing. It's not the old me in here because the old me would just put this car in park and go over there and beat the shit out of them. Because, you know, people don't have to be like that. You know, it's, it's, there's no reason they've, yeah. they've been pushing America for this to happen. But yeah, people's nerves are frayed, man. And uh, they're at the end of their ropes. There's all kinds of socioeconomic pressure and all kinds of bad news about all the institutions we used to trust. And um, so, but I've never seen more uglier people being ugly in my life like this this ain't america anymore at all but but i i I do have that perspective now where i'm like this is your problem like i don't accept your judgment of me uh why you think you're being rude to me or what point you're trying to make i just look at you like you're a fucking idiot and you make me sad for human (laughs) beings you know um but there are more and more sinners everywhere dude they're just so lame and it and it, it, it so but that depresses me i'm like how come humanity doesn't have it together like what's going on human beings like are we we're getting worse i mean come on um but i try to just let it slide and um all around that though was like good stuff like uh 
my son spent the night last night and we had a lot of fun goofing around and and then um, he had a good night's sleep and I slept next to him and that's really nice. And then today, um, my ex-wife, his mom, and I took him to the beach and... He's oh, a- how did he like? He must have loved that. Oh yeah, the heat came back. I thought our last weekend at the beach was going to be the end because we went into this weird kind of cold week. But then we went right back into a heat wave. So uh, his mom and I threw him in the car today and drove him down to the beach and it's so great because he loves the beach now and, and he goes, jumps around in the waves and plays in the sand and, you know, gets bashed around by the waves and stuff. And, and, uh, and play, I brought his inner tube this time. So he was having fun with that. So he had a great day. Find any acid weed. Oh man, I was in the beach city for that. I, I think everybody <laughs> around me was on acid weed. <laughs> for sure that's the place that i go it's the hippie beach community area and so everybody's stoned dude which is usually a good thing like stoners are passive you know um and overall it was a good day but i i will say that around us there was the typical smattering of rudeness and um it's just like at this point though i just accept it it's like wow like there are a lot of sinners in the world and uh, I, I feel bad for them for being such incredible losers. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't own everybody's life or, or worry about what, I mean, cause the reality is they're in your life, they're insignificant. You know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they matter to somebody somewhere, but it's yeah. not you. So, you know, to quote an old friend of mine, I'll see you in another 50 years. Yeah, they're meaningless. It's it's them with the problem. And unless I have to do something physical about it, like I'm physically being threatened, they don't deserve a reaction. They don't deserve my attention. It's nothing. You know, like yeah. it's, it's a loser. Oh, my God, you just showed the world you're a loser. Like, I forgive you. Blessings to you. Please forgive me. Good luck to you. Goodbye. I shall never think of you again. You know, it's like, so, but overall it, overall it, I, I love being with my son and, and it was great that he spent the night and it was great to go to the beach. So that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Well, I understand that whole separation thing. I mean, you know, not only going through the divorce, divorces or whatever years ago, but you know, with, with like Amber going to college and, and all of that. Right. You know, and especially cause she's our youngest and you know, that's like the last one. Right. She's so, but it was cool to hang out with her today. And we, uh, got to watch her. They started tryouts for this club softball team. So the first, practice was today but it was at a park so we took some chairs we found some trees and we brought the dog and we hung out at the park and you know then i she had a problem with her bike so we went over and we worked on her bike together and i taught her how to change a tire on a bike and you know so she could be independent self-sufficient cool and uh so it was a night and Jen took her to the grocery store and they bought some groceries and 
you know, that sort of thing. So Oh yeah, it's a little hard to shop when you just have a bike, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's a little Oh wait, or a... or no, did she have her car there too though? No, because there's it's it's like a lottery to get parking. Oh yeah. She didn't she didn't get a lot, you know, she didn't get a spot so she couldn't bring her car. Oh yeah. That's how it was so, when I was at USC too. Yeah. Or no, so, at San Diego State it was for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, she has a roommate that are not well, I mean, in, in her apartment they don't share the bedroom, but you know, there's a couple of the girls in the apartment that um have cars. So, I mean, if they really need to go to the store, she has a ride. But yeah. You know, I remember there's a there's stuff pretty close. Yeah. I do remember a brief carless period in college, though, where I realized, oh, my God, it's a challenge to get groceries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things aren't, aren't the same. And then, of course, all of her medical prescriptions and stuff still, you know, they come to the house. Uh, so then, you know, we got to get them up to her and, and, and stuff like that. So can't they yeah. be mailed to her? Yeah, but it's kind of like um, the last thing you want to do with this stuff is is change stuff because then um, it can get screwed up and it, you just don't want it to get screwed up. They send her like 90 days at a time, right? So it's not like all the time. It's just right. they come at different times. Yeah. You know, because she's... I mean, she's got the diabetes, and, and but there's other complications that come along with diabetes, and so she has medicines and stuff for that. So yeah, but yeah, it's 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 all good, and, you know. Just well, it gives you, you know, an excuse. Another excuse. To yeah, a hundred percent. I was saying it's just it's we don't want to change where it goes, and we don't have an excuse to come up and see her. See, dude, you're feeling that, too, though. Like, this is a real thing. I, I, It's been in movies. I've heard people talk about it for years. Like, I think it's been studied scientifically and maybe even proven scientifically to be true that there is some energetic connection to your children that is physical. And so even if you're not around them physically, you can, like, feel what, what's going on with them and stuff. And you you miss that energy when it's not there like so now you're yeah. bumming because she's in college and then like i'm bumming all the nights i'm not with my son and yeah dude i don't you think that's a, a real psychic thing yeah yeah I, I i think it's more i mean jen has it i mean jen jen knows what they're thinking and what they're gonna say and and, and all that stuff because she's one of four right so after a while you know you get I wouldn't say you get used to it, but it's just you understand that's the way it is, right? They're 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 living their lives, and and you don't want it to happen, and you want to be a part of it, and and you want the way it was to be the way it is forever and stuff. But it's just what happens. It's and it's a little bit easier, I will say, if you have more kids. <laughs> it's you know. <laughs> It's like, okay, there's there's one less in the fold. He's gone off and started their own litter, right, and doing all that. It's 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 cool, but it's fine because you got, like, three more. And then you <laughs> you got spares. One. Yeah, you got spares, you know. And now 
now it's like, well, now they're all gone. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's no more spares. I mean, I guess that's not true. We got Sugar the dog. Dude, the one bites it's the just going to be you and Jen and your mother-in-law. Another one bites and, the dust. <laughs> and Sugar the dog. And Sugar the dog. Are you prepared for that after all these years of having kids at home? Yeah. Um, no, not really. Not really. Yeah. That's why we do the podcast. I don't have any more kids. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, man. Yeah. I'm here, dude. Yeah. I think you'll, you're probably going to be at my deathbed. <laughs> do you no, think you'll? You think you'll? Time. Do you think you'll be by me when I die, dude? I don't know. It depends. Are you going to jump out of an airplane without a parachute? I was thinking about it, but I got to say. I probably won't be by your side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Because I'm going to wear a parachute. <laughs> You're going to wear a parachute? What, where's the, what's the fun in that? Yeah. There's no thrill in a parachute. Anybody can parachute. Yeah. But to jump out of a plane without a parachute, dude, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a son. I have to be good and take care of him. Yeah. I want to be good and take care of him. I love him. It is so fun to see him enjoying himself. And he definitely had a blast at the beach today. Yeah. Did he um, get knocked down by any of the waves? Or no, he didn't get knocked over, but he got whomped really good. Like it, it, it didn't knock him over, but he was startled. Like he, he turned around, he had this startled look on his face, like whoa. <laughs> oh, he got hit. In the, he didn't have his back turned to it. Um, he was just looking down in the water, and then three like waves came together and broke oh. at the same time. But they were they they were small. Um, but when three of them came together, they stacked up pretty high and washed right over the top of him. <laughs> <laughs> he was cool, though. He didn't freak out. He wasn't like, get me out of here, or screaming or anything. He was just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. Kind of. Yeah. I got to start taking him out deeper in the water. Today was not the day for it, though. The lifeguards were, like, up and down the beach on the loudspeakers. Um warning people about riptides and they had to go out and rescue people like twice who got caught in riptides. So I was like, nah, we're, we're just going to stay in the breakers today. But I can tell he, like I should walk out with him into deeper water and dunk his head, show him how to go under the waves and all that stuff. But I also felt too, like he's still getting used to this. Let him, you know, discover it for himself. Um, but, uh, I will start taking him deeper soon. Was it cold? Did you go in the water? No, everything was weird. Like the weather said the water was going to be cold. They said it was going to be in the 60s. And usually, like to me, um, like 70 and above is like good. And then anything in the 60s, you're sort of taking your chances. Although I I have done that. I've swam in freezing water. Um, But then we got there and like the, the ocean was much warmer than when we were there like a week or so ago when we went. So that wasn't right. And and then the, it was also warmer at the beach than they said it was going to be. So the weather forecast was wrong. But that was a good thing because the water was actually pretty warm today. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was hot. Got got a little warm, toasty up up 
Jared Davis uh, today, too, so. Yeah, I guess we're back in a heat wave, and it's going to go for, like, another week or, or so, at least. Um, we got rain the other day. It was cool. That's cool. When did you? When did that happen? Uh, I don't know. Last week. We got some, I think, a week or so, too, and it it is kind of neat because I've been taking my son out into the hills here, and um, and then, but he finds little patches of mud, like in stream beds and stuff. First of all, the stream beds look cool because the the flash flooding has gone through and it's kind of like sculpted the dirt and sand, so it looks kind of neat, like a sculpture of a river. But then he can also find like muddy spots out there to play in the mud because um, of the rain we had, but. I hope we get more of that. We desperately need more. So I yeah. hope there's more rain in the future. What happens to you now? What's the rest of your weekend look like? I got to work. I got some stuff. I got a they, um, I got work stuff I got to do. I, I got this promotion. And with the promotion comes a lot of stuff. And there was all kinds of problems. And. And, and stuff like that. So, of course, I mean, that's why I got the promotion, right? They want me to fix it. Yeah. So, um, there's just some, there's just a lot of stuff I got to do. So, I'm going to take some time and we're going to go to church tomorrow. And um, then after church, I'm going to just do some, I got to, I got to build some spreadsheets and some, some stuff like that for some big meetings on Monday and, and, and stuff like that. Just mainly get organized is, is what because it's just lacking serious organization. Yeah. So that's the one of the reasons there's so many problems. Did but, you make but, sure while you were negotiating though that like nothing can interfere with the podcast? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> there's, there's, that was like that's like yeah. article one like slash yeah. four in the in all the fine print on the contract. Yes, in yes, no there. way can this job ever interfere with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, we always seem to find a way to do stuff. I mean, we're doing it now. I mean, this isn't because of work or anything, but this is just because we were in Davis and kind of time to record. Right. So. Well, that's you know. good. Yeah. It's all good. Now spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, a lot more to it. Mainly, it's just trying to get organized because you know it's only been a week um, since I I was promoted into this position and stuff. So, uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of holes, a lot of unknowns, and you know, lack of information. So I'm just trying to gather all the information. And, disseminate it and uh, just kind of get it out there in, in a way that people can actually understand it and use it. That's so, good. That's that's why they're paying stuff. you the big buck. It's the, the big bucks, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was about to say ducats and bucks, so I almost said buckets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. No, it should have been dubics. Dubits. Oh, well, anyway. It's all right. <laughs> we'll forgive you. My brain got fried by the sun at that beach today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine too. 
Well, congratulations again on that promotion, though. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. You don't, I didn't really, you know, like looking back on my life, you know, and stuff like that. Wow, there's a guy who wants to be a bug on someone's windshield. I heard Um, that. Yeah. Um, Motorcycle Bob. Yeah, yep. He drives fast. (laughs) Until he doesn't. Oh my God, it's Motorcycle Bob. (laughs) <laughs> so what do you do to get ready for a meeting you you put on that that big red nose and the red wig <laughs> i put my clown make- makeup on <laughs> put all wig. your clown makeup on and uh get the uh puppets ready and then like yeah. during the um, during the meeting you, you just make balloon animals yep <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny as hell. Dude, you got to show yeah. me how to make balloon animals again. Yeah, I haven't made them in a while. But, but yeah, for the people that don't know, um, I, I actually uh, used to do clown shows. Actually, my dad used to do clown shows. He was yep. a rodeo clown. Mm-hmm. And then, um, he would like pick me up on the weekends and I'd go, you know, go spend time with him. But to make extra money so that we could do fun stuff, um, he would do children's birthday parties. So on Saturday, he'd schedule three or four kids' birthday parties, and he would do, um, uh, you know, little kids, like five-year-old type things. He would do a, a, a clown show, a puppet show, and, and all that kind of stuff for their birthday parties. So then I would go along with him and, um, you know, just help him set up and stuff, and then I'd I'd go sit in the car and smoke his cigarettes while he was doing that clown show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what everyone loves to see is like a little clown assistant chain smoking in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> then you know you got a real clown. Yeah. <laughs> Who's your clown now? Who's your clown now, daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Were the, all the I, little kids like, "What? Why does your breath smell like that, ho ho?" <laughs> <laughs> Is that acid weed, ho ho? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was his name, right? Your dad's the clown character he did was Ho Ho the Clown. Yep, Ho Ho the Clown. What was your name as the assistant? I used clown? the same name. I, I didn't. I didn't change everything, but. I had I had learned it and you know been around it for so many years and, and stuff like that that you know when he stopped he gave me all his puppets and, and everything. In fact the puppets that he was using were the puppets that he and my mom had built for when we were the uh, you know Christian Partridge family back when I was like three years old. Oh yeah. And then his uh, dummy that he used, like the the uh, look kind of look like um, the puppet from uh, oh, I can't think of it but you know the one that turns and talks to you uh, oh a ventriloquist dummy yeah but I mean the, the movie the, the scary movie um, that movie magic yeah thank you where it's got that dummy on there right so yeah he looked like those. that dummy well, he doesn't look exactly like it, but, you know, he was that kind of dummy. And yeah. uh, 
so there's you know all that stuff so i knew the whole routine so then when uh my kids were young and i had all all my dad's stuff then i would do that same routine and birthday parties for for them and i would do the clown show and then um like i would go like I know I went to like Julia's class and I mean, I don't remember what grade she was in, but, um, for like her birthday, I did, I did the clown show in her classroom for her class and Ah. stuff. And, and then I did it, you know, so I did it for all four of them during their birthdays and I did them for my niece and nephew and, um, let's see who else. Oh, I did it for the grand for, Jackson and Paisley, um, you know, and that sort of thing. So, so that's where all that, that comes, comes from is, um, wow, we went, went down a real rabbit trail, but <laughs> the whole clown makeup and all that stuff is for real. In fact, I posted something before where I was holding Amber at one of, at like, I don't know, her third or fourth birthday where I did the clown show for her. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you? Randolph. Yeah. Yeah, I think you put a, a picture up of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun, dude. Did you have fun doing those shows? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was fun. Kids always had fun. That's cool, you dude. Know. So. It's it fun cool. to see little kids smile. Yeah, it is. As long as, you know, it's, 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 it's a lot more fun to make them smile and get all hyper and then give them to their parents. <laughs> Say, yeah, the nice thing about the life of a clown and kids is like, man, you're there for an hour and you're done. Yep. <laughs> you make them laugh and leave. Yeah. <laughs> leave all the diaper mess. changing and discipline yeah. and everything else. Like, you, you don't have to do any of that. You just come in and you're everyone's hero making them laugh and then you're out. <laughs> yeah, it's, dude, man. One time, well, my my dad was really good at it because, like, he he could draw. He was kind of an artist, somewhat. So, yeah. Um, I mean, nothing, you know, like a painter or anything, but but he could draw. And so, what he came up with was he would ask the, uh, you know, like the birthday kid. Let's say the kid's name was Billy, right? So he would on his big. He had this big, you know, paper easel, like you know, big pad and he would take these markers and he he would he would write the letter b for billy and then he would he would have i don't i don't remember he would have the kids do something like um would have them you know count down or 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 um sing a song or he'd, he'd be like i can draw this faster than you can sing whatever i don't know I don't remember now. I don't remember that part. But uh, anyway, out of every letter in the alphabet, he could do a cartoon face out of it. Oh, that's funny. So, so he would he would draw the B in blue, and then he would take another marker like red or whatever, and draw the other part. So when it was one of those drawings where when you looked at it, you could see the B, but then if you like turned it sideways, it was like the kid was wearing sunglasses and he had a mouth and a nose and a big smile and stuff. So it was, it was really cool. That's super cool. uh, Yeah. And the only one I learned how to do was the, was for the letter C. Yeah. Because 
with the letter C, you, you make that in red and then you can do the rest in another color. And it was a, it was a side view of the clown's face. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. Cause the C was the nose and then you just do the looping mouth and then you do the squirrely hair. Right. And, and you have a clown face. Ah. And, and so I, that's how I would, for the, for the kids and stuff, instead of signing my name, I would draw the clown face on their, on their stuff. So, That's so cool, dude. You got to have all this ready for your next me- meeting at work, though. Like, <laughs> this, this stuff you've forgotten, you got you, you got to get it back, dude. Yeah, That's why they're I'll paying you like, the big bucks. I'll be like, okay, uh, CEO, you know, give me your name. And, <laughs> and, 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 and you guys sing, row, row, row your boat, and I'll bet you I can draw you a face before you finish row, row, row your boat. <laughs> there, dude, you're going to get totally promoted. Yeah, you're going I'll, I'll be to running the top, the man. In no time. Yeah, you will. They'll be like, dude, everyone, everyone's going to be dying for the clown. They'll be like, man, I want him to be VP. So when I go in there at lunchtime and I'm all stressed about stuff, I can just watch that clown show. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see yeah. him chain smoking in the parking lot? <laughs> You're going to end up taking hey, up smoking your again. cigarettes because he'll steal them and smoke them. <laughs> Dude, it'll drive you back to smoking. But it's worth yeah. it for the money, right? The oh, big yeah, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you said your dad started as a rodeo clown? Yeah, yeah. Really? So yeah, did, he, he would run clown. in there with, with an angry bull and stuff and try to get yeah. it off the... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of a crazy thing. But yeah, when he was in, I think, high school or whatever, before he went into the... Uh, marines um for a while because he he grew up in broken bow nebraska and you know that's 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 100 percent country out there yeah so um yeah for for a little i don't i don't know how long obviously it was before my time but uh yeah he 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 for a little while he was he was a rodeo clown and that, and I, that's what I was saying. That uh, dummy that I have, I still have it. He got that. He saved up all his money and then like ordered it from the Sears catalog uh, when he was in high school. So he had that. That uh, we we call it Randolph, is the yeah. dummy's name. But yeah. my dad bought that when he was in high school. So wow. did he learn ventriloquism? Uh, yeah, he bought like a book and and you know like read the book and learned how to do it and then practiced and. And, and all that stuff. He was he was actually pretty good. Wow. Um, with so it cool. stuff. So yeah, the kids. But what I was gonna tell you was part of so part of the show is he's got these hand puppets, right, that come up. You have you have two. You have Dingling and well there's three. There's Leonardo the Lion, which was actually from when we were the Partridge family, Christian's version. Um, that was the you know, Daniel and the Lion and, and, and all that. That was the lion, right? and and stuff so um but in this leonardo's the mc and he pops up and he's got a bad memory probably because he was on acid weed or something you know (laughs) he can't can't remember but he's there to introduce uh dingling and then dingling pops up and you know is going to do the whole marilyn monroe you know happy birthday you know, to, you know and all that right mr and then, president 
Yeah. And uh, in the middle of her act, there's another puppet that pops up, and his name is Vernon Villain. <laughs> and and he interrupts, you know, in the middle of singing, he 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 jumps up and is like, she'll be like, happy, and he'll be like, birthday, you know, and he pops up and then drops back down real quick, and um, and then she's like, ah, you know, has to start <laughs> all over, and they go back and forth. But what I was gonna say is one time. So he's going through that whole routine and um, like a drunk grandma walks up to the stage with like a kid's plastic sword. I mean, not the stage, but the little, it was just a, you know, a makeshift, uh, you know, um, partition, right. That he was behind that his hands would just go up over. Right. And it wasn't very big three by five or something, you know, just, just, just you to sit on a stool behind it hide you and then you can put your hands up you know with the puppets on it right but this drunk grandma comes up and starts assaulting the puppet stage (laughs) 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 with this plastic sword she was hammered (laughs) at this five-year-old's birthday party oh my god oh it was so funny my my dad's like what the hell is going on oh my god nipping the cognac yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> a little gin Grammy. Yeah, um, you know we that one there was a brawl at so with some drunk drunk people guys you know while the show's going on got a into brawl? a fight. Yeah, really at a little a kid's birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, blame it on the alcohol. Yeah, but um, definitely. You know, and then of course there's always that. One smart-ass little kid who knows everything, and he's like, I know you're behind there. (laughs) (laughs) I can smell the cigarette smoke. (laughs) You know, and it's just like, dude, well, then then just get the hell out of the show because you're ruining it for the ones who don't know we're behind there. Yeah, exactly. What's wrong with you? Go find the suspension of disbelief, you little brat. Yeah, yeah. Go chew on some acid weed or something. And pick me up a pack of smokes while you're out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a note <laughs> for the store. Give your grandma another <laughs> shot at vodka. That's right. Make sure she's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just stop spoiling it for the rest of the little kids. That's right. <laughs> but, yeah, there, there was always one of those, right? And then. I mean, he, he would do birthday parties where there were, like, 50 kids. Well, like... I do remember there was a time you taught me how to make the balloon animals, and you taught me how to juggle. Remember, we would juggle in high school. Yeah, you taught me how. And for a while, I yeah. could do it. I'm just, I stopped doing it, so now I can't do it anymore. And I don't remember how to do the balloon animals either. Yeah. Weird how knowledge yeah. just disappears from you. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, he would, he would, so he would book all these, uh, these birthday parties on Saturday and, you know, he'd make a bunch of money. I mean, he, you know, back then he would get like 50 bucks or something, you know? Um, yeah. I'm sure now they get a, you know, an extra zero on there or something for that. But, um, you know, he would do two or three, so he'd get like 150 bucks and then, what was cool was he would that then we just he'd just take that money and we'd go blow it, you know he 
he'd give me a bunch of money and take me to an arcade and say, here, you know, play video games. And, you know, or we would do our movie marathons where we would go and see like five movies in a row, you know. And, so fun. And, and, and that sort of thing. But or go to the go-karts and race go-karts or whatever, you know. But yeah. Yeah, those some of those parties, some of those some of those birthday parties, man. Parents just parents get out of control. Hey, ho, ho! What are you gonna do with that sword? That looks that don't look like a sword. That looks like you know they start you know talking about. Oh my god! They're all like the drunk parents at the birthday party. (laughs) Stuff like that. Picking on Ho Ho the clown. Yeah. It was just like, oh my god, let's get out of here. So, <laughs> Your dad was such yeah. a fun guy. He was a cool dude. He he yeah. never lost his inner child. No, uh, no. He would, and he was always riding around on motorcycles. He was cool, man. And then also, yeah. your dad um, was a writer, and uh, he yeah. wrote multiple novels and. So, actually, for anybody that's interested, you can go to Amazon.com and look up the author Dwayne Wooters, and uh, you can find a bunch of books that he wrote. He he wrote in yep. different yeah. genres. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, all kinds of different stuff. I know he wrote, um, like, he wrote psychological novels. He also wrote a big epic kind of um, like the Omen movies, like biblical, yeah. apocalyptic, supernatural yeah, thing. Man. Yeah. And because uh, he was very Christian. And so he had a lot of background in that. And then he wrote like a silly book about dogs chasing yeah, cars the and battle stuff. Of the, uh, it's, it's, I think it's called the Battle of the Great or the Great Ribbon War or something like that. But yeah, it was cool because when he was writing that one, you know, I was giving him suggestions and I was, you know, it's it's all told from the eyes of dogs. You know, so it, it, it'd be like a perfect Disney movie. Yeah. But um, on the streets, he named all the streets after the grandkids. Oh, that's book. cool. Yeah. That's super cool. How many books did he write? Or how many are published? Um, I think there's probably five, somewhere around five, I think. Okay. I'm glad he got to know that those were published before he passed on. Yeah. 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 He... Have you have you read them? I've read parts of them, but I'm not the problem is I'm I'm I am not a reader, right? I mean even on like Facebook, right? If you put something on Facebook that has like more than three sentences, I didn't read it. And I'm not going <laughs> to. I've gotten to be the same so, way. Yeah, it's just it's just like, no, I just like I'm not going to remember what the beginning of the paragraph was. I, I look at it and I go there. I'm not going to know. I just I don't want to know. I don't I don't want to, you know, I can't read that. So, yeah. yeah, but you read all the Lord of the Rings, which I've never done. Yeah, I did do that, but I was in high school, and, you know, on acid weed. <laughs> you used to love that. You liked all the Tolkien books, though. You were yeah. super into it. Yeah. I remember you telling me all about it when you were reading them. Yeah, and I'm watching the. Uh, uh, see, I like this on Amazon. They've they've got the that Lord of the the, the Ring of Power 
story out on Amazon. They're making it. It's it's before The Hobbit. It's kind of how the rings were made. Because the whole the whole Hobbit trip, I mean, Lord of the Rings trilogy and stuff is is about these rings of power that are magic that and all that. And so what's on it? What Amazon is putting out is how the rings were made and stuff. So so how were they made, dude? I don't know. I haven't finished reading it or watching it. No, actually, uh, they were they were made by the dwarves, I think, with elvish stone and to rule the world and one ring to rule them all and forged in the fires of a volcano and all this stuff like that with a curse passed on them by an evil one and given to men for power and 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 all of that and, and 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 stuff like that and then the one ring that ruled them all because i think there was like seven rings made but one ring was the master ring and why did so, they do that though well, the bad guy didn't tell the other people that there was one ring that would rule them all. He kept that part a secret. So they thought they were all getting these going to be like, you know, powerful people and stuff. And, and then, you know, it turned out not. That was the dwarves? Well, I, I think I don't I mean, well, I got to watch the show because I read that book and that information a long, long, long time ago. So I don't remember the details of of it stuff but but yeah it's the dwarves and the elves and men and 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 all that so but that's what that's what the yeah that's what the current current thing on amazon is all about is how that that ring that boat bilbo baggins found or that he took from golem and that he passed on to to uh frodo and all that 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 one ring, this that stuff on Amazon is about how that ring was made. Oh, I see. So you're liking that show? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. It's you know, they're only doing one one episode a week, so you know, it. And I wouldn't have started watching it. I would have rather have just waited and had them all, but. They're like an hour long. Oh, okay. Kind of like our oh, podcast. Oh, so you're, you're, they're not finished making them yet? No, it's like a season. I don't know oh, how I many see. episodes they're doing, but from the from the looks of it, it's going to be going on a little while. Oh, that's, I think, oh, oh they want to yeah. drag it out into like a non-go yeah. series. Uh, I see. Oh, I see. Make some money. Yeah. It's all about the Benjamins. Dude, we could do a movie review if you want. Do you want to review one of the movies? From the... Well, we have one. We were supposed to do like eight episodes again, and we haven't done a movie review in a while. You want to just do that one? Get it. Uh, which one is that one? Shooter. Oh, no. I think it's called Marks the Marksman. Oh, is that what it was called? Marksman? Yeah. I think it's called The Marksman. Okay, well, let's... Let's get that movie re- review done. Okay. Um, so what did you think of The Marksman, Mitchell Wooters? <laughs> um, I liked it. Uh, it I, I liked it because it had a happy but unhappy ending with some redemption, um, you know, with the character and stuff. And, you know, it had some good action in it. So I liked it for that. 
it, it, you know, he kicked a lot of ass, but I guess we don't have to worry about spoiler alerts and stuff. But, you know, the, the, the hero who wasn't really a hero, but turned out to be a hero, you know, in his afterlife, you know, at the end of his life, but, um, and then, you know, protected this kid and got him to where the kid had to go. And then, you know, kind of like finished his story, you know, on a positive note and then just got on a bus and died. (laughs) Did he die? Yeah. yeah, I didn't remember him dying. How did he die? He he was stabbed when he was fighting those guys. he, He got stabbed a couple of times, but he just like got the kid, you know, after he killed the bad guys. But they had they had stabbed him a couple of times, like in the you know in the back where you bleed out, you know, out of your liver or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, you know, wherever that that bad one is. And so they had stabbed him there, but you know he just toughed it out and he got the kid to the aunt's house and and knocked on the door and the aunt came and and you know she was like oh my god you know blah, blah, blah. and uh, and then he just turned around and walked away. And he was like at a bus stop and a bus came and he, or he got on a bus and he just went and sat at the back of the bus and like leaned his head against the uh, window and died. Oh, dude, I totally forgot that. I remember him taking the kid to his aunt or whoever, but I didn't remember yeah. the death scene. Yeah. So he, <laughs> he like just like, excuse you know, me. It was, it was, it was uh, really cool. I mean, I, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't cool that he died, but I mean, you know, for the story, I liked that. He, he, you know, he finished off the way instead of just rotting away in shame and guilt from whatever, you know, his past life was. I think he was a sniper or, or, or something in the military. I don't, I don't remember what he was. Yeah. But he was a really good shot, you know. He might have been an assassin, I think, or something. In a past yeah, life. something like that. I think he yeah. was a Marine. He was supposed to be a Marine. Yeah. But I think he was like, you know, had done some bad stuff as a Marine. Man, I totally so. forgot that whole movie, which isn't a good sign. But um, yeah, I do remember him being a Marine, though. Um, yeah. So, okay, so you, you kind of like it. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so this is a movie with Liam Neeson, and he ends up um, having to take a Hispanic boy across the country uh, to return him to his family, and they are on the run from a Mexican cartel. Um, I forgot why, but uh, for some reason, I think the Mexican the cartel money, wants to kill the kid. Or something. Yeah, she stole her. No, her husband was skimming or something and so uh, oh right he gave them the money somehow right he found her or whatever at the border right when she got shot like right. he saw him clawing under the fence he saw the cartel chasing him and then in fact the cartel um shot at him even but she had gotten shot and so like her dying wish to him was to like please take my son to his, to my sister in, you know, Los Angeles or wherever it was, you know, take, you know, then she handed him this bag of money and 
and and his house was like getting foreclosed on and you know he didn't have any money he was gonna she yep, goes yep. you know here here's your payment you know just take my son to, you know and then she died that's right i remember that and uh so then he kept the money and took the kid and just gave him over to the cops. <laughs> That's right. He was all a hard ass about it at first. Yeah. When I was watching the movie, I was thinking, you know, I guess Liam Neeson just wants to make Clint Eastwood movies now. You know, because he's like in action movie after action movie after action movie. Most of them, I think, are lower budget and probably the whole budget is his salary to appear in the film. Like he's... He's, um, oh, what's the term I'm looking for? He's sort of sleepwalking through stuff for money, it seems like. And actually a lot of actors, because of the state of the world, and they think it's all ending, suddenly jumped into, like, terrible movie roles. Like, Bruce Willis, like, made, like, 15 films that are just awful. And he made a special deal so that he would make millions from it. John Cusack did that. He started appearing in just terrible movies for money. Um, Val Kilmer did that, just racked up as much money as he could make. It didn't matter what he was in. Um, Robert De Niro did it too. He all of a sudden, it used to be like, oh, it's De Niro, the great actor, an artist. If he's in a movie, that's a film you should go see because it's going to be important. But over the last several years, he's just done nothing but junk for money and um, like many films a year. So I know that um, Liam Neeson, like he was married and his wife died, died tragically. And then he gave an interview saying that he didn't want to do any more serious films because he just had gone through too much with the loss of his wife. And so um, he just wanted to do light films. He didn't want to do anything where he really had to dig deep into his emotions and stuff. So money and just like a sleepwalk, cakewalk, movie role. And uh, and then there it is. And I'm watching it. And I was thinking just at the very moment that I was thinking, oh, I guess he just wants to do stupid Clint Eastwood movies for the rest of his career. <laughs> at that moment, Clint Eastwood appeared in the movie. Um, so it was like a little psychic moment. He was in the movie. I didn't notice that. Well, he it's a scene where Liam Neeson is like in a hotel room with the kid, I think. And they're just watching. TV. Oh, that's right. He's on TV. And Clint Eastwood's on TV. So I, right oh. when I thought, oh, I guess he just wants to make dumb Eastwood movies. Then Clint Eastwood came on and I was like, oh. Um, and then I, I checked uh, like the credits on it. And the director of that film, maybe the, the writer or co-writer too, um, has like been working on Clint Eastwood films for years. Like he, he's been like a second unit director and... Oh, so that's why it felt like a Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah, I think he was trying to make his Clint Eastwood movie with Liam Neeson. But um, for me, like, you know, being an action movie guy, you know, I like the hero getting in fights and winning. <laughs> After being defeated <laughs> for a while. Um, but I did, I felt this felt sort of flat. And, and a lot of, um, a lot of the, uh, like, there's this rule in cinema where you, you've, you have to be able to communicate it visually without dialogue. And if you're able to communicate something visually, um, then, uh, and tell the story just visually without dialogue, then like you're an artist. 
And uh, I thought a lot of stuff with Liam Neeson's character, particularly to do with his alcoholism and all that, was just poor storytelling. It's like, wow, you weren't able to show this in a um, believable way. And, and now we're just hearing about it, like in the dialogue. And um, so I don't know, there were a bunch of like clunks in it, but I didn't enjoy the confrontation scenes, you know, here and there. And Liam Neeson is an icon. I mean, he's easy to watch, right? Like we're, we're all yeah. familiar and comfortable with him. So yeah, it was okay. I, I, I pass it just cause uh, you know, it's still, it's still like an action hero movie thing. <laughs> as long as it's an action hero movie thing. Well, that is what works for us. That should be the genre, right? What kind of movie is it? Oh, uh, it's an action hero thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that is a genre. A thing, but it has to have a thing at the end. Or a sub. Okay, yeah, then it's perfect. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it'll fit anything as a description. <laughs> but, all right, so how many stars did you give it? I didn't give it any stars, but I was oh, going to well, give it two right. we flushes. Do we do flushes. How many flushes did you give it? <laughs> Uh, I'm going with two flushes for me. I liked it. Two flushes. Yeah, I wasn't looking at it from the detail that you look at it. But I just, yeah, I'm going with two flushes, dude. All right, I'm going to give it three flushes just to be nice. <laughs> you don't have to be nice <laughs> on my account. All right, it four won't hurt flushes, man. I want four full flushes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the other thing I kind of I'll make it three flushes, and then and the other thing I kind of liked about it was um, the villain, the main like cartel villain guy. Oh, uh -huh. I, I don't know if he was doing that on purpose, but I think he sort of played that role in an interesting way, like almost making him sympathetic. Um, like right, he, but he had to do it anyway. He had to do it like like it wasn't it was going to happen, but he wished it wouldn't have. Did you get that from that guy? That, yeah, kind of, I think so. Now that yeah, you there, there was like a certain like sadness and reluctance around him. And so even though he served his role as like the scary villain, I, the way he played that was, I just thought kind of interesting because he wasn't just like a one dimensional snarling villain. He, he, he was, he seemed to be like deeply sad and, yeah. and maybe a little hesitant about things. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. So, all right, three flushes for me, man. All right, the villain saved the day. <laughs> now we can jump into our song of the episode. Well, okay, okay. So, what's our song of the episode? It's "Clown World" by Tom McDonald. Not, not, not Ronald McDonald. But Tom McDonald. This is his lesser-known brother, Tom. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, the red-headed stepchild. <laughs> oh, wait. Ronald was the red-headed one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can always tell by the round and red nose. Yeah, and the, and the big shoes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, so it's called Clown World. Cool. Yeah, and uh, it, it fits well with the show. Since it's a clown around show today. Yeah, so always. Ch check it out. 
Um, got a lot of good lyrics and a lot of fun. So, Clown World by Tom McDonald. Sweet. I actually listened to it, and then I read the lyrics for the song. And for me, it's very encouraging because all this information that I've learned over the last few years about the corrupt government and secret societies and the deep state and social engineering and um, like things that have been contributing to the demise of America. Like um, finally, they say about two thirds of the country are awake to what I've learned about what's really been going on in America. And uh, so there's only like one third left of the country that's still brainwashed and, and, and all of that. So anyway, to hear this song where all the lyrics are about the deep state trying to set us against, divide and conquer us, set us against each other, uh, create a problem and then solve it. And, um, and it's all lies. Um, and he called it though. Like that song was like the, the song version of the Alex Jones show. And uh, so I'm glad for me, I'm like, Oh good. Like they're, talk they're singing about this in like just a regular song on the radio that anybody can hear now that's good that this information the truth has is is has come out um the only thing that sort of creeped me out about this song uh two things one he says all the stuff like the government's corrupt and and um they've been manipulating us and and all of that but he does say i don't believe they they drink blood However, from my understanding, the evidence that I've seen, um, our government and the secret society are all devil worshippers and they totally drink blood and they conduct human sacrifices and their favorite human to sacrifice is a child. So I've seen enough evidence on that to realize that's true. Um, the fact that he has that in the song is a little worrisome. It, it could be nothing like that's really what he believes. Um, or it could be that he actually works for the deep state because what's coming well, out. I don't, I don't think that because what he's, it, what I hear out of the song is that he um, is saying, you know, what I, what I heard and liked out of the song is where he's saying we should just be getting along. There was a time when, you know, um, we, we all got along and that's what we need to get back to. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I can't remember the one lyrics. Here's what I liked. Here's some of the stuff I liked out of it at the beginning is oh. you worried about leaving a better planet for our kids. How about leaving better kids for our planet? <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's very good. Um, all right. But so here's the deal. They were trying, they've been trying to start a race war, the government. And, um, but now like the truth has been coming out about them and so many people know about what they're doing. One of the theories out there now is that what they want to have happen, like he sings about in the song is a civil war. But since the race war thing wasn't totally working out, they switched it, uh, acknowledging like how much the public knows now. So what the deep state, all the corrupt governments want is, um, for like Republicans and Democrats to have a civil war. And then um, after, uh, after the, like America is totally destroyed and so is m most of the rest of the world, um, then a government will come in and it, it's the deep state, but they'll say, you know, we, we've got to have this government for you people because 
the world is chaos and it's all destroyed. And so, um, you know, accept our government now and it's going to be different than the last government. And so then because everything's so messed up and people are all messed up, um, they're like, okay, we'll accept your government if you'll just bring peace to us. Um, so that was the other thing that concerned me in the song because he sings for the first thing he's saying uh oh, i already mentioned that but the second thing that that he sings is um it's a clown world you know they're all evil and he's like we should burn it down and several times in the song he says that like burn it down but apparently that's exactly what the deep state wants they they want us all to get so angry that we all go every american and like burn the capital or something and then, you know, there'll be no law, everybody will be killing each other, it'll be like Mad Max world, and then this shining government will come in and go, okay, we can stop Mad Max world if you just accept this government, and then people will. So, I love the song, I'm glad it's going to be on the show, I think it's important that it's on the show, um, but there is another level where, like, two of the things he said in the song I was like are you playing me, man? Or are you being sincere? You know? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I heard, I heard a lot of things in the song that, that I thought were, were positive, you know, just, just in general about way people, the way people behave, you know? And, and one of the things he had in here was uh, this, this lyric where he says, when I was a child, the only race that we hated were the ones that we ran and didn't win. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, yeah. So there's some things like that too, where it's just you know, and you and I have said this stuff on the floor, on on the on the floor. Well, on the floor when we were drunk at one point in time in our lives, but <laughs> on the show as well. It's it's just like it's okay to be different, right? It's okay to have you know different opinions and all that, and uh, you know you should let people have their own opinions. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, he, he um, talked quite a bit about that in the song, and I like that too, because that's something with all of the bad changes in America, um, that's the worst change that's happened. Because back in the day, like when we were growing up and into young adulthood and all that stuff, people could disagree with each other without it being a fight or, you know, some kind of aggression. It, it, like, it was fun back then to sit down with people who had a completely different opinion than you do um, and just hear what they say like that. But these days, like if you start talking about, oh, my God, the government are a bunch of devil worshiper, pedophile, child killers, um, a third of the population will attack you. And then about two thirds of the population who are awake to it will be like, I know, what can we do kind of thing. So whatever it is like that was a marked change like i know lots of people who are brainwashed and they're still brainwashed and those were people that i, I was close to and used to be able to talk about anything with and um they won't hear any of it they won't look at a fact they won't listen to you describe a fact um they just and and they they're instantly angry and they just start screaming at you so anyway it is good in the song and it's something we need back in America. Yeah. Um, yeah. People being, yeah, he's to... got a, he's got a lyric in here where he's like, 
we don't always agree. Um, no, wait, where, where does it start here? Uh, let's see. We won't always agree. No, freedom doesn't come free. No, there was people fighting, dying overseas, so you could have freedom and be home. So, you know, it's um, it's it's just I guess it's just how you look at it. But I, I just think in the song, I like the idea of the clown shoes because <laughs> I have yeah. some. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do. You know. I don't know. I, I just like the song. It was a good song. Yeah, I did too. I told, and I, I would be like, it's a thumbs up for me. Um, but it was just those two little things that he said where I was like, uh oh. But, um, but overall, I think that's a great song. And really, I've been so stressed about like the destruction of America and the world. Um, it's a ray of hope that there's a song where he's singing about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know what, it's it's interesting how, I mean, because everybody knows you and I don't have, like, all the same opinions on everything and stuff like that. So when we hear stuff like that, you and I pick out different things from the yeah. song that is, yeah. that is like, uh, you know, important to us individually or, or, or whatever, you know. Yeah, uh, totally. You know, what I hear out of the song is that he's telling everyone to stop with all this... Um, all these issues and, and things that have divided us as a country, you know, you know, he says it right in here. Um, Well, I I like what he opens with. I'll go back to that one again. You worried about leaving a better planet for our kids. How about leaving better kids for our planet? I mean, that says a lot. It does. That's like the opening. It's like a challenge to everyone, right? Are you raising good kids? Yeah, you know, exactly. are, are you are you raising your kids to respect others? I don't know. I, I just on this th- song, you know, everybody can take check it out. It's called Clown World and it's Tom McDonald, not Ronald McDonald, but Tom McDonald. And um, it'd be interesting to see what you get out of the song. But, yeah, absolutely. And shoot us a, a note and tell us what you thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can you can go to. uh two men with dot com and check out all our episodes you can uh, go to the about section and go to the links down below you can email us at two men with a mic at gmail.com and that's the number two men with a mic for both those or you can check us out on spotify or apple or google or just about any of those other options out there you, can you know i'm gonna do that myself just so i can see what i've been saying on this show <laughs> you're gonna listen to an episode <laughs> i'm gonna listen to an episode and i'm gonna drop us a line all right <laughs> check us out mike's gonna do it so if mike can do it anybody can do it I was just kidding, though. I'm going to keep laying on this bed. (laughs) Motionless, staring into the darkness, listening to the sound of my own breathing. And the clown world. And clown world. (laughs) 
Hey, Mike. So now that we're done with the song of the episode, we got one more song we got to do. There's a song in your heart. (laughs) Yeah, there's a song in my heart. (laughs) So episode is releasing on Tuesday as normal. So actually, as you are listening to it, it's Tuesday unless you're in India and then it might be Wednesday. But other than that, it's Tuesday. So Wednesday, but it's actually not. Well, I guess it just depends where you are. I just I hope we didn't blow our mystique because everybody thought we were doing it live. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they know we're not doing it live. (laughs) Okay, so um, tomorrow is my wife Jen's birthday. So we've got most of the crew on here we've got most of the kids and mike so that's pretty much the crew so we're gonna attempt a what is this one two three four five about six people happy birthday song to jen so we're all gonna sing happy birthday to her in honor of her her uh how old is she amber 84 84th birthday (laughs) (laughs) so happy 84th birthday to my wife jen so here we go all right happy birthday to you happy birthday yeah i just plugged my ears and sang <laughs> we turned down our volume so. <laughs> i felt like we were all out of sync but we ended at the same time so i feel like yeah, we did, okay we were perfect so happy well, birthday jen happy love you. happy birthday mom, mom. 84 never looked so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> Two Men with a Mic is produced at Close on a Hanger Studios. You can reach them at the number two menwithamic.com. <laughs>